The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Hello, everyone. Yes, welcome to Stop Stopping Yourself. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I'm coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, where things have definitely settled down here other than the rain. It has been raining every single day from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to sleep. It's been absolutely amazing here. Um, I have not received any messages about starting an arc um, and elephants have not appeared in my backyard. So I figure we're still safe. We're doing okay. But I happen to to um, love that Evan Almighty. If anybody has ever seen that movie, go watch it. It's a lot of fun. Um, Steve Carell, he's, he's, uh, he's very funny. So, uh, yes, things are settling down somewhat. Um, so now what has happened, if you will look at the world and you are into social media at all, you can go online now. And um, the majority of those peaceful protests have settled down. A lot has come from those protests. But now it seems that everybody else that was against those protests to start with can now start posting again some of the most ridiculous things. Please don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in those posts. Anything like, yes, all lives matter. Yes, um, um, white lives matter too. Oh, gosh, I love that one when I saw that. Um, right. Um, here's the funny thing. When you walk down a regular street, um, no white person had to be afraid uh, because of their skin color. Um, you know, when you, you don't walk down a dark alley anyway. I grew up in New York, and that was one of those things that you were taught, and that had nothing to do with your skin tone or color. That just had to do with a common sense. Don't walk down a dark street um, in the middle of the night. Um, and if you see a group of people, definitely go in another direction. Oh, because they are bad people out there of all colors. However, I'm talking about during the day. During the day, we never had to walk about, uh, walk around fearful of remarks, comments, abuse, anything like that. That's what white privilege is when you hear that term, white privilege. It doesn't mean that... Um, Pay attention to that whites can make more money. Yeah, there's a certain extent to that. But it was more about um, the things that whites didn't have to worry about that blacks did, you know. In any case, um, it's racism we need to nip in the bud. That's that's the thing. Now, I want to talk strictly on a spiritual level today. We're going to be talking about your soul's purpose. That's what today was going to be about. And how do you know if you are... 
um, actually pursuing your soul's purpose. We're going to talk about that. I did want to continue about the LBGTQ that I was talking about last week. I came to the end of the show before I finished. Uh, but this is this is what I want to talk about now in our spirituality here. Now, now I'm, I'm talking whatever I say at this point is in reference to soul content, not human content, soul content. OK, and what deep down in the soul and and in the big picture nothing that is happening on this planet right now really matters and it's all an illusion shall we say it's a uh, pf4 game and it's better than fortnite for anybody who knows fortnite out there that all the kids are playing and just as in fortnite the strategies you make and the choices you make determine whether you win the game or not, or at least get ahead. I don't even know if Fortnite is created in a way that there can be a winner because it is so advanced that there's constantly new levels, new levels, new levels. And, and, and I like to liken that to our existence. There's going to be constantly new levels, new levels, new levels of growth. That's the way the God force created this, constantly being able to move forward. And if you think about that, and we come down here, and if we advance and we go back to the other side and we put that all together and we advance some more, now we can come back more in an advanced state, therefore experiencing things differently. And now that you've experienced things differently and you've grown differently and you go back and you share that, you grow even more from that experience because you experienced everything on a different level and so forth and so on. On, on until infinity, whenever that is. So this really is all an illusion. What's not an illusion and what is primal, the most important thing that we can experience are our choices, our choices, believe it or not far greater than the outcome will ever be. Your choices in life, your choices. So even though death is even an illusion, and I'm a medium, I know that, all my other medium friends on here, Suzanne Giesman, Lisa Williams, Sonny Dawn Johnson, any of the others that I may have left out, they we all know that life continues. Therefore, death is an illusion. But the choice to kill someone is not an illusion. It's not an illusion. The choice to hate someone, choice to hurt someone, the choice to judge someone, to judge the choice to help someone. Those aren't illusions. And matter of fact, that's what causes your evolvement. Your choices determine what level spiritually you're at. That's it. It's your choices. So... 
just reliving the circumstance and any other circumstance that's been going on. So the police officer chose to abuse George, chose to to push his knee down on him in an act of control and power, chose to not pay attention to his outcries, chose to ignore that, just as the other officers around chose to stand idly by, idly by. And and the filmmakers and any of the passerbyers who chose to stand there and watch because they were f- afraid, all those choices are what mattered. To the world, to, to the universe, to the God force, George Floyd dying didn't matter. George Floyd's soul is now on the other side. He's fine. And in fact, we don't know what his soul's contract was at all through this entire process. So you don't know that. So we don't need to judge that. But it's the choice. It's the choice of the act that matters. It is the the hatred that matters. The result is an illusion. Okay, I, I know that's really hard, but I'm talking advanced stuff right now. I'm not talking how to get along in the earthly plane stuff. I'm talking about what's going on in the spiritual ethos. The Civil War, the Vietnam War, World War One, World War Two, six million Jews dying was all an illusion. It was all an illusion. The choices to let them die, the choices to want to kill them, the choice to want to go into battle, the choice to excuse a reason for torturing, tormenting another human being. I don't know. They have nuclear bombs there. We need to go and we need to flush it out and we need to kill all the people around involved. The choices to do those things are what matter. Because that is what determines our growth. We're always told that the outcome, right? Right? When you're even manifesting, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to think of your dream, write it down in great detail, what you desire. And Mary Morrissey puts at the end of every one of her dream statements, this or something better, this or what's in my best and highest interest, whatever. And once you have that all together, you release it and don't hold on and attach yourself to the outcome. We're constantly being told that. So it may not happen exactly the way you want, but it's going to happen that way or even better for you. So you don't need to hold on to it. You need to trust the universe and trust the processes of the universe. So outcomes don't matter. What matters is what you are willing to put into the universe. The thought you may have. That's why thoughts matter so much. So you may be sitting home 
all you, you know, wonderful people and those of you um, who don't have any problems with this. OK, you can you can let go of it. But you may be sitting home and watching the news. And and turn around and say, oh, yeah, wasn't that terrible that that police officer killed that man, that black man? But look at what all these other guys are doing. Holy cow, they're spraying paint all over the state building and they're throwing chairs and they're into the windows and they're looting. That is horrible. That's horrible. Now, you may be looking at that. You may be looking at that. And and. Don't don't get me wrong. If I was just watching the news and for no reason, all of a sudden, a group of people got together and started destroying property and looting and there wasn't anything inciting it. Oh, yeah, I'd be right on top of that one. I'd be. Oh, man, that is wrong. That is wrong. It was wrong anyway. However, it was done in the process of a black man being unnecessarily killed. So people get angry, people get upset. So what are you going to pay attention to? That's the choice. That's the choice. What are you going to pay attention to when it comes to um, um, the way women are treated? What are you going to be paying attention to? I, I, I made a point. If you're going to, and it was a woman who wrote this down, and she's saying, I'm outraged, and I, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I cannot, this is what she said, I cannot stand behind a cause where the result is this. And she put up pictures of burning buildings. Now, she's obviously saying that those burning buildings, there was some of that damage and, and destruction caused during the looting and stuff. But she said she cannot stand behind a cause. And I wrote on her page, well, if you're going to take that attitude, then I cannot stand behind the cause of women making sure we get women equal pay and treated respectfully and no more sexual harassment. I can't stand behind that cause as long as there's going to be prostitutes out there that are contracting diseases, spreading them around, killing people and having abortions left and right all over the place. I can't stand behind the woman's cause because of those women. That is what you are saying. That is what you say when you do anything after, whether it's Black Lives Matter, gay rights, you put any other meme or graphic after that, I can't stand behind this cause because of damage it caused, because of the few bad seeds then expect your cause not to be mattered or not to matter at all either for the exact same reason, because there's bad seeds in every cause. In every majority, minority, I don't care what it is, that's humans. There are bad-seeded humans, and we know why they're bad-seeded, because of their past, because of what they didn't get, and now they're taking it out on the public, they're taking it out on the world. We can recognize that. So understand and, and then put into perspective that what what really racism is. So so that's enough on that subject. I just need you to think more about that. And and let's stop with the arguments on the other side. Also, cops matter. No, duh. OK, you really think you have to say that cops matter? Cops matter? Um, what about doctors who had uh, 
um, sex with their gynecologist who, who had sex with their patients who abused them. So do I have to now say if I'm against medical abuse, are we going to be posting, you know, other doctors are good. When we go there, we're not going there to defend the truth, believe it or not. You are not going there to defend the truth because that's an actual ignorant statement. Because nobody is saying every single doctor or every single police officer or every single producer in Hollywood or director they're not saying every single one of them are dirt bags. Oh, you might. Maybe you are. Maybe you do believe that. Maybe you just believe in general all men. Let's let's just open up the doors because there are so many men that are abusive, right? Domestic violence. You you rarely get a phone call for a domestic violence situation where the woman beat the crap out of the husband, but that does happen. Just so that you know, I have had to work with clients like that. So now all men are dirtbags, all of them, every single one of them. It's, I, I, I feel some of you shaking your head. Yes, you better stop right now. Don't you dare. I'm not a dirtbag. Right? So we don't want to classify. And when somebody says that, they're not really saying that. What they're saying is that the cause that you're going for, I don't care about. Okay? So in other words, we have LBGTQ Pride Month that we're still in. Are we going to start posting? Well, um, uh, you know, I, I'm totally uh, against the fact of how many gays spread AIDS. So we can, what, what am I saying then if I come out with a statement like that? It is not about me being concerned about any gay that spread AIDS. What that statement is saying is I don't like gays, period. Otherwise, I would never come out with a comment like that. So understand those secondary comments are actually saying more than you know. And by the way, if anybody has any questions or needs um, an answer to something, I just saw a couple of phone uh, people on the phone, um, please hang in there. We, I will get to you and, um, and call back if you lost the, the call, the connection. But we are going to talk. I do want to talk more about LGBTQ and purpose, soul purpose too. Um, so last week, I was just finishing up on the, the misunderstandings in the Bible that caused all of this rhetoric and supposed issues about gays and lesbians uh, because of what Paul wrote. Paul, only Paul, 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 Paul wrote in the Corinthians. He wrote the letters to the Corinthians in order to set up the tenets of what he believed the way Christian people should follow. And um, at, at that time, again, he was a single fellow, um, not very much involved in intimacy, um, and didn't like people having sex. So he outlawed it. 
completely outlawed sex and wrote everything he could. And by the way, words were added as they became developed later on in the English language. Once once we have a new thing that is occurring and we need to label it, we will develop a word for it. And there's many words that came into contemporary English language that weren't there before. Well, those extra new words do wind up getting added to the Bible, believe it or not. And if you don't think they do, you're wrong in misunderstanding. It's one of the reasons why there'll be the new translation or the newer, newer translation. So Paul didn't like sex, and he felt that if you wanted to be a Christian, you have to focus on only what Jesus taught. Only what Jesus taught. And and back in the old days, there was the belief that the purpose of procreation were was to bring more people into the community to love, honor, and worship God, because that was the premise of our existence, that that became the premise of our existence, and that certainly became the premise of Christian belief. Therefore, to Paul, the only reason to have sex was to procreate. That's one of the reasons why there's 8 billion people on the face of the earth. There are still cultures today that will not use contraceptive um, tools because they believe that that is against God's law, Jesus's law to be specific. So they don't practice any type of safe sex or it's either celibacy or we have sex and if you happen to get pregnant, you get pregnant. And they did over and over and over again to make big giant families. So certain Christian f cultures absolutely followed that and adhered to that belief. I, I seriously think that God or Jesus today, with 8 billion people on the face of the earth, this pandemic going on and the resources of the earth being depleted would say, no, no, don't protect yourself, just keep having babies. Eventually the eggs will run out all 400 of them. So if you have a baby, that means God wants you to have a baby, so go. Had nothing to do with the sperm meeting the egg and fertilizing it. So he hated sex, and so he outlawed it for everybody except married couples because they were the ones that could have babies to raise. You don't want single people raising babies. So no women were allowed to have sex just for the sake of having a baby. That's why you had to be married. He decided that. He decided that. Jesus didn't. He decided that. So those laws are very antiquated. But there are different reasons why we, and that's one of the reasons why we need to understand spirituality and even metaphysics. We don't even study enough of past lives, quite honestly. In the spiritual realm, they do not study or bring in anything to do with past lives. It's all about today. But quite honestly, who you are today is because of all 
the different lives you've you've led before, all the different traits that you wanted to bring in and make up this beautiful life for this beautiful experience. And sometimes understanding them, the good and the bad that you may have brought in with you, can help you determine this life. When we're on the other side, and I, I say this hesitantly because I don't ever want it used, oh, you see, even Vince says you have a choice. No, you don't have a choice once you incarnate here, but you do have a choice when you're on the other side. We choose all the time. We're just souls. We don't have a body. You're just a piece of energy floating around, thinking, feeling, knowing, and deciding. And you're going to be deciding, well, what do you want to experience the next lifetime? Well, you know what? I was a man in that last lifetime. I kind of, I liked it. I liked being a man, but I want to do it differently now. I want, I want to be, I want to know what it's like to be female on the earth. So I'm going to go down as a woman this time. And I'm going to take this skill as a man and this skill and this skill and that skill. Oh, I love that. I love the fact that I played the piano. So I'm going to bring that interest with me again. And so you bring certain things and elements of your past lives and your karma purposefully so that you can lay out the experience you want once you're here. Then you come here, of course, you forget all the plan that you made, and here you are, this wonderful person, not knowing why the hell you're afraid of snakes and you live in Manhattan, and you don't see snakes in Manhattan all the time, but yet you're fearful of them. Why on earth would you become fearful of, of heights? When when all of a sudden, you know, you get into a tall building and there's that fear. Where did that come from? Oh, my goodness. Why am I afraid of all these other things? Why am I afraid of driving over a bridge? Where did that come from? I'm not afraid to drive anywhere else and I'm not afraid to go up in tall buildings, but I am afraid to drive over a bridge. Well, you've got to understand that a lot of those things were caused because of your past experiences. And we're going to talk more about this. And Phyllis, I hear you, see you out there. Hold on, hon. We're going to get to you and all the other questions that people have been asking me, even about soul's purpose. So come on back. On the other side of the commercial, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I'm very passionate about Stop Stopping Yourself. So come on back and let's talk more, okay? See you in a bit. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back. If you're just joining me now, we have been talking about LGBTQ Pride Month and past lives and what they have to do with it. We're going to be talking about your soul's purpose. But before we go any further, I have a, um, a wonderful caller who's been hanging online, and I just want to pick her up. Um, Phyllis, Phyllis, you're on the air with me. How are you? 
Vincent, I'm fine, and you are wonderful, too. I want to pay you a compliment. Um, if there's time, I'll make a couple of comments. I want to be courteous of your time and the time of other callers who you know, want to voice comments. Thank you, opinions. but go right ahead, yes. I would not have known that you existed had I not awakened you know, mid-sleep last night during George Nouri's Coast to Coast radio show. I'm here on the East Coast. It was around 1.30, 2 a.m., maybe 1 a.m., and suddenly there you were. You were the secret guest or one of three secret guests. I loved the anonymous voice you used. Um, to stump him, and you did, you did in, indeed. Um, and uh, this is a, a bit trite here, but the song, you know, "Come Up to My House, I Will Give You Candy," that was Rosemary Clooney. But anyhow, and, and the the Unity people won't under understand that because it's another another program. But had I not awakened last night. I would not have known that you existed. So I got up, turned on the light, got my pen and paper, wrote down your website. I remembered your having mentioned that you also give a broadcast on Unity Radio. I had never listened to Unity Radio until today, but I Googled you. I found you. Here I am, and I am finding all of these shows. I listened to the show before yours. Quite enlightening, and I am just so happy. And so, you know, I wow. call it divine serendipity. Um, so, you know, I am thankful to the universe um, for having acted through George Nouri and you and Unity, and it is a pleasure to be here. I will mention, <clears throat> I will mention to you that I am in my early 70s. I am a native Atlantan. Uh, lived in the Atlanta area, in Atlanta proper, most of my life, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. I now live a few miles south of the, the city. And, uh, of course, you know, what has been happening has been so heartbreaking, uh, not just in Atlanta and, and Georgia, uh, but you know, throughout the nation. And, again, remember, I'm in my 70s. I remember when I was taking a psychology course in college, oh, 50-some-odd years ago, um, I did a research paper on a fellow named Stanley Milgram. I'm sure you're familiar with him, who wrote a book. This was on Hitler and World War II called Obedience to Authority. And then when this terrible crime involving George Floyd erupted, and you know, and I understood that you know there were other policemen, including that rookie, you know, standing there watching it. You know, I immediately thought, how can they, out of free will, do what they are doing? And then I immediately remembered the book that Stanley Milgram wrote so many years ago, Obedience to Authority. Now, I remember during yesterday's or the C2C radio show, um, George mentioned that you are from New York. Well, you are possibly old enough to remember the Kidney Genovese murder. Again, you know, people had choice. What did they do? They stood back. You know, she was screaming for help. No one did anything. 
mm-hmm. and then with Rayshard Brooks, and I'll, I'll wind this up, <clears throat> but with Rayshard Brooks, the young man who was shot and killed at the Wendy's restaurant uh, in, in Atlanta a few days ago, this could have been handled so differently. Uh, there could have been an entirely different outcome. You know, it just didn't happen. At my age, I can no longer go out and peacefully demonstrate, as I did when I was a young girl. I can no longer get out and give talks, which I have certainly done in the somewhat long ago past. What I can do at my age is, you know, I can vote, I can lobby, I can get on the phone, I can speak with my legislators, with my community leaders, with my religious leaders, and then just summing things up here from my end, um, you know, I do realize that the universe is in the midst of a mega spiritual disconnect, and we need to work on ourselves, we need to be able to love ourselves, we need to be able to show compassion and understanding to others. And that's all I wanted to say. But again, and of course, George Norrie, I'm sure, is not on on one of these lines. But had it not been for his show last night, I would not have known that you existed or that Unity Online Radio existed. And I am blessed. And I thank you for taking time to listen. Phyllis, what incredible words and a and legacy that you have just shared with us in in your own evolvement. And this is what it sounds like, people, just so that you know. You can call any time. Those words were beautiful. Your validation of my work is beautiful, but it's speaks more of who you are and who we are all capable of being. Obviously, you understand the light. You've grown through your experiences. It's just what, how magnificent of a tribute to who you are. You can, come, Phyllis, come back anytime you want and take over any portion of my show to keep sharing like that, okay? I want you to know that. I do not Thank mind you. sharing the light, especially with somebody so bright and brilliant. Oh, my goodness. That was beautifully said. And yes, I am familiar with that book. And and I do want to make a comment on it because you're right. The following of authority. This is what happens when we are detached from our own personal authority. Each one of us is connected to source, to spirit. That is our personal authority. And when we're connected to that, you can never be manipulated, brainwashed, or convinced into anything else, sitting idly by, watching anything that's wrong or unjust. You can't do that. When you're detached from your own highest authority, you're looking for an authority to connect to. And you're going to be influenced not by your light, but by your darkness. Why? Because yeah. the the detachment already is signifying that some channel is closed and you can't see the light anymore. That's what causes the detachment. You can't see your greatness. You can't see your divinity. So there you've got a closed door. 
and all you can see without knowing what it really is, is the other side, which comes out to be the darkness. So you wind up following it. And then when that person speaks your fears and all the worries that you've had, oh my gosh, this must be the right person to follow. He knows, she knows exactly how I feel. That's how Hitler did it. That's how any major ruler did it. And that's exactly what's happening today. So the whole answer then is what you were just saying, Phyllis, is healing ourselves and taking and reconnecting and and waking up and reminding us that we are connected to a higher source, that we truly are magnificent and divine. And once you establish that reconnection again, you'll automatically walk the light path. You can't help it. The darkness door closes. So, uh, Phyllis, thank you so much for sharing that. Please come back anytime and enjoy absolutely the rest of the shows here and all the different podcasts that they have. The people here are amazing. They are amazing, all the hosts. All right, Phyllis, you you take care now. Thank Thank you. Bye-bye. Bless you, too. Wow. Okay, isn't that a tribute? Oh, my gosh. That's um, brought tears to my eyes, actually. So let's talk about that then. And your disconnect, again, from your higher source is also going to cause the disconnect between you and your own purpose here. Uh, Because your purpose resides in your soul's mind. And again, if you've listened to my lecture, God, It's Not Working, which I have online, of course, or Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, you will understand that your soul's mind is at the deepest level in your superconscious mind. And more surfaced is the adult-made mind or where your defense mechanisms are, your subconscious mind, and then your conscious mind. So there's level. And then also beneath the adult made mind is the environmental made mind that harbors all of your negative self beliefs before you can even get to your soul's mind. That's why it's such a difficult journey. And I understand it, but that's but it's worth getting there. So your soul's purpose is deep down inside. But how do you tell if you're following it or not? Well, well, a primary feeling right away, right from the get-go, uses a barometer, your sense of fulfillment in the work that you're doing. To the level and the degree that you feel fulfilled is the level and the degree as whether you should be doing that job or not, or whether it was really a soul's purpose. It may have been a hobby. It may have been a survival need. That's what most people do. Most people go after jobs to survive, to get that paycheck on. They call it practical. It's not practical to be a musician, an author, a writer, a painter, anything of the creative arts, which I find unbelievable that we would think that the creative arts is an irresponsible way to go because you can't make enough money in it, which is untrue. And there's so many avenues in that direction. But that's usually what we're taught. I was taught that right away. My mother and and father did not want me to become a professional actor at that time, even though my talents were were overboard and certainly giving clues that that's the direction I should be going in. But no, 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 they wanted me to pick something else. They didn't have any suggestions, but they wanted me to pick something else. I guess an accountant or, um, I don't know, a dentist. No, I couldn't do any of that stuff that, you know, I could never make that. I'd be passing out all the time. Blood or grody stuff like that, I can't deal with. That's why I give them all the credit in the world. But... 
are you fulfilled in what you're doing? So that's signal number one. That is the first thing that you ask yourself. Do I feel fulfilled? Then you ask yourself, do I feel joy getting up and getting ready to go to work? You know, does the day bring me dragging out of bed? Oh, God, I, I can't believe I got to go to work today. Wait, is today Saturday yet? Is today? It's not. It's not. Is it? It's Sunday. Is Sunday's over already. That's not the attitude that you should have. Chances are you are not in your sole purpose job. So what what am I basically stating then? Your soul will only choose that which brings you joy, fulfillment, love in your of your life, looking forward to doing the work. So all these wonderful feelings and a sense and the fact that you are touching other people's lives, affecting them in a positive way. And it leads you even on a spiritual journey. If you are not on a spiritual journey, but yet you have discovered the joy, and that's what happened to me. I was not on a spiritual journey before I discovered what I loved. Of course, then that what I loved transformed. It didn't, I didn't get rid of it. It transformed into what I'm doing today versus being a professional singer, actor, and dancer. But I loved it, and I, I did not have a sense at all of my spiritual path. Um, I didn't like the Christian path at all that I was originally raised with. But what happens is when you tap into your true soul's purpose, you will form a desire to learn more about yourself because you have such joy, you're opening up the channel in your heart. Once that channel is open, that's when your soul can talk with you. That's when spirit can talk with you. And a matter of fact, I teach that that's how you become psychic and that's how you even be uh, are capable of speaking with deceased people on the other side is through that same channel. So, so knowing that and using that as a guideline and a barometer, you know, you should write those things down that it brings me joy. Am I feeling joy right now? Am I feeling fulfilled? Do I feel like I'm worth something doing my work? Am I touching people's lives? Do I matter here because of the work that I'm doing? Those are the questions that you should be asking yourself and decide how many and see how many no's you've got there and how many yeses you've got there. If you've got more no's than yeses, actually, if you had any no's, Chances are you are not in your soul's purpose path. Because, again, it would give you total joy. I, I am completely joyous in the work that I do. Oh, yeah, sometimes you get tired and you go, okay, I need a vacation now. You know, because you did a lot. That's normal. That does not mean you don't like your, your job or that you're not meant to do it. That's not your soul's purpose. Your soul knows that you're in a human body and the human body does get tired as well, whether you're doing your soulful purpose. But here's the funny thing in my job. No matter what I'm doing, when I was still acting because I was enjoying that, I would there would always be a door opening to me or somebody coming up to me without knowing that I was this psychic 
therapist or a spiritual teacher. All they knew of me at that time was that I'm an actor and I'm in the show. And I can't tell you how many cast members found themselves in my dressing room just opening up and wanting to talk. And then the door would open to spiritual understanding of some kind that they'd be questioning. You know, do you you ever think about past lives at all, Vince? I'm like, um, yeah, uh, just a, a wee bit. And then it opened the door for me to get into discussion. No matter where I was, I was doing a show. That would happen. Um, even when I had a bread and butter job while I was still doing this part time at my bread and butter job, people would be coming up to me and counseling with me automatically. So that's how you know you're in your soul's purpose because it happens randomly all the time and you don't mind it. I could be on vacation at a resort and I'm in a swimming pool and all of a sudden somebody starts talking with me and I talk with them and it leads into me counseling, supporting, um, uh, giving some type of guidance because they asked for for something that I knew about. Whatever the case may be, I always find myself in a situation where I'm using my soul's purpose work. That's another signal, you know? Um, You find yourself doing it a lot. And if you don't, you need to move on. You need to move past it. You need to trust that you can take the risk. And this is what this time period is for, is learning how to to develop and evolve and take the risks and go after something better in your life and create a better life. That's what the coronavirus has given us the opportunity to do, not just to calm our minds and thinking, but to actually do something to grow. Take a let take a class to grow, read a new book to grow, get a new perspective. That's what you need. In order to grow, you have to change your perspectives and your beliefs. In order to change your perspectives and your beliefs, you need to feed yourself some information and knowledge out there. Whether it be through a class, whether it be through a book, whether it be through some online meeting, I don't know. It doesn't matter just as long as it's causing you to expand your understanding, and your belief systems. You cannot grow with narrow beliefs. It squeezes you, not allows you to grow, and then that's when you implode. So, yes, um, those are the signals of whether you're pursuing your soul's purpose. And if you want to discover what your soul's purpose is, you need to go within then you need to start working on a whole bunch of different things, finding out what your talents are, you know, paying attention to that. I, I just taught a class. We just had a six-week class. I'm sorry you weren't on it. Uh, the next, Pay attention to the next one that I had. It was for donations only. It was a fabulous class. I had over 70 people that were involved. Didn't want to go way beyond that. And um, and uh, people were discovering things about themselves they never discovered before because they took the time. You have to take the time to dive in there. You have to believe that you're worth discovering your soul's purpose, that you can achieve your dream and your soul's purpose because they go hand in hand, your dreams and your purpose. 
And so cleansing yourself and discovering what your talents are and also paying attention to what your greatest pain is in life or was in life when you were growing up um, through all the torment that I went through. My entire self-belief was torn away, torn away completely. I had no self-belief. I had no self-esteem. I'm still battling that. You always will because of the scars. But but the gift that I give others today is to help people believe in themselves. So your greatest pain could be your greatest gift in what you give and a direction for your job. Pay attention to that. Look at that. Write that down. And stop being so self-critical. And also get rid of the concept of, oh, you know, um, I should have been doing this sooner. I can't believe I wasted all of this time. No, um, maybe, maybe you did. Look, look. I, I keep being told about divine timing and universal timing. I do believe in that. Yes, I do. But I also believe because we have free will, we can also dig our heels in the ground and stop the divine timing from happening. So, yes, sometimes things could have happened sooner. However, even given that, the most important part is that you get to it no matter how long it took. Because when you get to the other side and you've not done anything with your soul's intention and purpose, you either want to do it all over again or you kick yourself in the spiritual butt. You won't really have a butt, but whatever the form is, you'll kick yourself there. And so you might as well do everything you can to find out what it is you're meant to do. What it is you're meant to do. Do it now. Now is the time to go within. Ask yourself. Yeah, is it is it easier to take a class? Absolutely, because then you can be guided week by week, step by step as to what to do next. But you can do it on your own, too. You can ask yourself and pay attention and feel the value. Feel the value. So after talking about that, for the last couple of minutes that we have, I did want to get back to the LBGTQ and past lives. So, so we left off talking about how you bring in different traits and talents and abilities from other lifetimes into your current life. You also bring up you, your, your, your choice then of what sex you want it to be, what gender, what was the gender experience? Okay, I had this life as a man, this time I want to be a woman. You know, I want to go at it as a woman. That's really cool. And, and, and add the different things. You will also choose your orientation then. Why? Because it's a different experience and it's a fulfilling experience. Don't complain or judge what it's like if you're straight. Don't even go where you're judging, ooh, between two women, ooh, yucky, poo, ooh, two men. You don't know what it's like. Obviously, it's still wonderful. So don't judge it until you experience it, and you will, and you have. So don't judge it even more. Yes, we will experience it because it's about growth. It's about growth. It's not about, oh, well, a male has this thing, and a woman has this thing, so those naturally go together. So I assume then that that is the correct way. 
No, that's one way. That's one way. With or without the parts, it's just one way. Now, here's how you know. Once you are incarnate into this life, you've heard so many people at a very young age totally know their gender identity and totally know orientation it just comes on really easy well that's more of a signal that you made that plan beforehand but for those here's what happens sometimes sometimes we take too much with us so yes i wanted a male experience this time but i'm taking all of the sensitivity that i had when i was a woman in a past life man that was wonderful i want to take that maybe we took too much and now we're in a male body, but we're feeling so much like a woman and it's causing great distress. So those that experience the distress, chances are took a little bit too much with them. But still, 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 it's OK to accept whatever it is. And if society was different, do you realize that very few people would have the stress because that young man would be able to go up to his parents and say, Mom, you know, I'm, I'm a boy, but for some reason I feel more like a girl. And the mother would be able to say, oh, honey, I understand that. No, no problem. That's okay. If that's how you feel, that's okay. No problem. You want to get some dolls or a skirt or something to play in? That's okay. Because I know a friend. I have a friend who's done that. So understand that everything is natural. It's all about choices. It's all about accepting in choices. It's all an illusion anyway. It's about acceptance, love of each other, love of yourself, and love of that God force within you. Those are the only two commandments that even matter. So love yourself, people. Come back next week. Um, it's all going to be about you. You can ask me spiritual questions next week for readings, for connections with deceased loved ones. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. Have a great, loving week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.